Hey guys, Parker here. Welcome back to the Baseball Dad Show. In this episode, I'm going to dish out some hard truths and some tough love for you baseball dads because there's been a pattern that has always been in existence but started to get a little worse last year and this year has just absolutely positively exploded and it's hurting our players and it's something that dads are doing. And so if you listen to this podcast for any period of time, you know that I care very deeply about the father-son relationship. That's like sacred space to me, especially when it comes to baseball. I've done 170-something episodes of this podcast. I take two hours of phone calls every single day from baseball dads. I ask nothing in return. All that is is a demonstration of just how meaningful it is for me. It's meaningful for me because of my relationship with my dad and my relationship with my sons. And I want to do anything and everything I can to help that father-son relationship. So I hope you would know that if I were going to say something critical about you guys, or I was going to give you some hard truth or some tough love, that it was because I respect that relationship so much. And the highest form of respect and love that I can give you is the truth. Now, a few months ago, I gave you guys an idea of what my Mondays looked like. In this podcast... I'm going to give you an idea of what my Saturdays, Sundays, and sometimes Fridays, Friday night looks like. See, Saturday and Sunday nights, what I do is I field emails, text messages, and phone calls from baseball dads whose kid pitched that day and didn't pitch well. And the emails, phone calls, and text messages go something like, Paul, he, he gave up four runs and it didn't make it out of the first inning. He, he walked five guys. He had a terrible outing. I, I, we don't even know what to do. Like, we're, we're, we're reviewing the film. Can you take a look at these videos? Can you see if anything's going wrong? I, I, I don't think he's really using his hips. I, I don't know that he's pronating enough. I, I don't know. This. Can you check and see what went wrong today? And Because we're going to go down to the park in a little bit. We're going to try and work this out and fix it and see what went wrong today. Or he didn't have anything on his fastball today. He, he had no control. He couldn't find any control. We need to come see you tomorrow. We need to get on Zoom because we need to get this control back in line. And we need to figure this out, Paul. Or... Or, or, I'm getting the emotional messages from dads. Like, Paul, I'm like beside myself. I don't even know what to do. Uh, I'm just like so upset with the way it went today. And say like, you know, I'm just overwhelmed and and just really don't know how to handle this. And and he had a bad game and he's so upset about it. And now, you know, now it's making me upset. And I just don't know. I don't know how to handle all this stuff. And it, guys, guys. I will be point blank with you. I will not pull a punch. I will not hold back. You can see the tone in my voice as compared to other podcasts. So I hope that puts some weight and seriousness on what I'm going to tell you. When you guys do that, when you guys get overly emotional, when you guys go into panic mode and you're thinking about changing things and shifting things and something's got to tweak and we got to fix this and this is important, you, this was a problem and you made a mistake and we've got to change this, we got to coach it, we got to do this, we got to. What you guys are doing when you're doing that or when you're getting overly emotional about a bad game, do you know what you're doing? You are fucking it up for your kid. I have been working with young men. This year will be 32 years. I have been working with young men and I will tell you this, he will model every single thing you do. When you get overly emotional, you are modeling to him how to handle 
adversity. When you go into panic mode and start overanalyzing everything, or something needs to change, or we've got to tweak this, or we've got to do this, you are modeling to him how to handle things when something goes wrong. You are weakening your son. You're weakening him. Because I will tell you, in one of the things that I teach in, in, the, in the work that we work with on toughness is this, that tough times, bad games, bad innings, bad outings flow through a tough pitcher, flow through a savage pitcher, flow through them. They don't stick to them. They flow through them, like going up and down on the waves. We teach our pitchers that the baseball season, if you looked at it like a line graph, right, it would look like a mountain, like mountains. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, there's going to be peaks, there's going to be valleys. And it's going to be your ability to walk the mountain range. Because when you really need resiliency, resiliency is the ability to bounce back, the ability to get up. When you really need endurance, endurance is moving from strength to strength. When you really need that. I am not a proponent at all of what they teach in the mental game. But when you really need healthy psychological function and resilience and endurance and toughness is in the valleys. Everybody can sing when they're winning. Everybody can stand next to their kid when he strikes out eight. In five innings, gives up two runs, walks one. Everybody can do that. But how will you go in the valley? So when you guys freak out, you're modeling to your son that the way we handle a temporary valley, a temporary situation, a temporary defeat, is to panic, overanalyze everything you're doing, make swift changes, Overfunction, just because temporarily, and I'll, and I'll explain this to you guys psychologically, is temporarily you have entered a state of unhealthy psychological function because the behavior that you guys exhibit, and, and I'm not talking to everybody, right? But you get where I'm coming from this. I'm not, I'm not pointing the finger at everybody, but I'm trying to make a point because every one of the dads listening to this, you guys will, this will happen to you and you need to know, you need to be able to catch it before you all of a sudden infect your son and he starts modeling. I'm not saying that you gotta be superhuman and have no emotions. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you can't be upset. I'm, not saying, I'm just saying there's a big difference between whatever emotion you're having or whatever attitude you have or whatever you're feeling and then what your behavior is and what you're expressing. Because if you are in a state where you have to change everything and you're making swift moves and everything's gotta be different, we've gotta adjust this, we've gotta look. If, if, if all of a sudden something has to happen now, 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 in any of those cases, you've entered a state of unhealthy psychological function. And we're never going to do well there. We're never gonna do well. It's panic mode. And you're modeling that every little down, every little uh, uh, bad game or every little fall or every little stumble that we need to change everything, overanalyze things, tweak things. We need to double down our efforts. We need to, no, you're overreacting. 
And, and overreaction is a telltale sign of unhealthy psychological function. I'm not calling you crazy. I'm not calling you crazy. What I'm saying is all of us can enter a state of unhealthy psychological function when we get angry. We've all had fights with family members, with friends, where we've said things, we've gone and we've, we've yelled, we've raised our voice, we've lost control of our emotions and our temper. That's a state of unhealthy psychological function. The good news is that it settles down. But the worst thing to do is start making changes, start taking action in a state of unhealthy psychological function. It's very much like being drunk. And I'm going to tell you what, I used to have a coach that, that would say, you know, if you know you're drunk, you're not that drunk. It's when you don't know you're drunk that people do completely silly things. And I think it's in these situations where dads don't know that they're in a state of unhealthy psychological function. They don't know they're drunk. Because they're booking lessons. They're dr- they want to drive five hours to come see me tomorrow. They want to go down to the park and after it's kid through 100 pitches to go work some things out. They want to o- overanalyze film. You don't know that you're drunk. And again, the worst thing is your, this, is, this is how you're going to model to your son. This is how you're going to handle tough times. This is how you're going to handle a little defeat. This is how you're going to handle a bad game. What you're doing instead of a tough pitcher moving through bad games, moving through tough times, you're sticking it to them. You're sticking it to them. You're slapping it on them. You're making them wear it. You're taking the flashlight and you are shining it as brightly as you can on this perceived temporary problem. A a father who can't handle his his emotions is never going to raise a son that will handle his. Distracted father will never raise a focused kid. An emotional father will never raise a stable kid. He's going to do what you do. And he's going to drive himself nuts. Trying to pick apart, figure out, fix, correct, tweak every little thing that he can when things go bad. You're actually, by the way, you're actually not, you're actually taking the, the, the defeat. You're taking the battle off and you're extending it. Because now you're, you're, the only reason you're working, the only reason you're thinking this way, the only reason you're acting this way is because of the bad game. So you're taking the bad game that is done and over and you are extending it. You're keeping it going. So if he's got a bad feeling, if he's down, if he's upset, if he had a bad day, you're, you're, you're taking that instead of being over and done with it, you're extending it. And then everything that you do in an effort to try and overcome it for the next time It's got the flavor of the bad game. Like you're dunking it in it. So I'm going to tell you what. Any father that says, we had a bad game, he needs to come see you tomorrow. Uh, And this is just a guy who wanted to drive like five hours to come see me the next day. I'm like, the hell you are. Do you think I'm going to do that to your kid? Do you think I'm going to to put your kid in a car for 10 hours in one day to come see me for an hour and a half? And you're going to take one bad game and you're going to stretch it out because you're a little freaked out in the moment? In addition, you're, gonna, you're just going to blow 600 bucks because tweaking, fixing, all this different thing, that's not how mechanics work. Mechanics are nervous system patterns. Nervous system patterns need to be trained over time. You don't want him 
focusing on his mechanics. The single best thing that you could do in that moment when he's had a bad game is nothing. Let it go. It's a bad game. Look at Max Scherzer's year this year with the Mets. Look, look at what's happened. I think he came out opening day. I think he had a bad game or the second game. I can't remember which. But one of his first two games were really bad. And then he was okay, had another bad game. Then he got caught on the, the rosin thing, 10-day suspension, came off that, got absolutely lit. Do you think he's extending that? Do you think he's overanalyzing everything he's doing? Or do you think he's moving through it? Do you think he's letting that stick to him? Or is he moving on? And I got to be honest with you. And, and again, I'm not trying to be a dick here, guys. I'm really not. But this is so important. I'm not sure. But, you know, when I, when I get on the phone sometimes with you guys and, and, and you're going over your emotions, you sound like a kid who, who, whose dog died or, or a teenager whose girlfriend broke up with him. This is what your son's going to model. Now, I say this to you as well because I know that if you're listening to this podcast or you're in with, within the work that I do, is that you don't think this way. And I, and I think that it's happening very innocently. I don't think it's something you're trying to do or meaning to do. I think it's something that's just happened. 